does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell, and it's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven, the number two, savelives.org is their website. NFL Draft is taking up a lot of attention, and rightfully so. Brad Huber's going to give you the update, and we're going to come back and talk some high school. It's kind of like counter-programming, so to speak. We're going to talk some high school baseball, some wrestling, uh, excuse me, some racing, uh, and some NFL football. We got all that, so stay with us. We're glad you're with us. But the key to tonight, every 15 minutes, as it is every night, that information you're going to get from the star of our show, it's Network Indiana's Brad Huber. And we are going to begin the, with the NFL draft here this evening. Good evening, everybody. We do have some breaking news to report. Within the last minute or so, the Indianapolis Colts have made their third-round selection. It is wide receiver Josh Downs out of North Carolina. So a wide receiver now to the Indianapolis Colts to add to Anthony Richardson's uh, weapons, who the Colts drafted to Anthony Richardson yesterday with the fourth number uh, overall pick. Uh the quarterback from Florida. And then earlier tonight, the Colts selected uh, Julius Brents, a cornerback from Kansas State. He also played at Warren Central. So the Colts have drafted a quarterback, a cornerback, and a wide receiver. Let's hear from Anthony Richardson last night. Here's Anthony Richardson talking about his talents and what they mean for the Colts. You know, for one, I'm a hard worker. You know, I, I truly believe that, and I'm willing to work hard, and I work harder than anybody. Two, you know, God blessed me with physical abilities that not every quarterback has. You know, people see me, they don't think I'm a quarterback. You know, I'm not an average quarterback, and I, I can do things other QBs can't do, so I definitely take pride in that. And then I'm also willing to learn. You know, I'm willing to be, you know, just as good or if not better than all these quarterbacks in the job and all the quarterbacks in the league. So, you know, that's, that's why I feel like I'm, I'm one of the greatest. So that was Anthony Richardson talking about his talents, what they mean for the Colts. So that is it for the Colts as far as tonight. Barring a trade, they will have eight selections coming up tomorrow for rounds four through seven. That begins at noon Eastern time. Let's go to minor league baseball. Just going final at Victory Field. The Columbus Clippers got their third straight win over the Indianapolis Indians, 7-4. to four. The Peoria Chiefs got the best of the South Bend Cubs, 5-2. to two. Great Lakes Loons on the Fort Wayne Tin Caps. That was postponed. They will play a doubleheader. Tomorrow, ECHL playoff hockey, the Kelly Cup, the Indy Field were eliminated in a sweep last night. The Fort Wayne Comets are trailing the Cincinnati Cyclones 3-0 in Game 4. The Cincinnati Cyclones will take a three-game-to-one advantage in their best-of-seven series with a win tonight. So Cincinnati leading Fort Wayne 3-0. College baseball across the state. Uh, one game going on right now, Valpo and Missouri State in Division One. They are headed to the 10th inning. Other finals from earlier today, Florida State beat Notre Dame 3-2. Northern Kentucky beat Purdue-Fort Wayne 13-8. The Purdue Boilermakers beat Rutgers 6-1. Creighton defeated Butler 16-3. Evansville beat Indiana State 2-1. Maryland all over Indiana 13-2. Southern Illinois Evansville beat Southern Indiana 10-3. U Indy is all over Rockers 19-5. That's in the top of the 8th inning. 
NAIA Bowl, Judson beat College County Man St. Joseph's 10-6 today. Huntington beat Marion in a doubleheader, swept them 6-5 and 5-2. IU Kokomo squeaked by Rio Grande 5-4. IU South Bend beat Roosevelt 7-4. IU Southeast was all over Brasilla, Kentucky 15-3. And Indiana Westland beat Spring Arbor 10-8. IndyCar Racing, they were at Barber Motorsports Park for their first true road course race of the season. Scott McLaughlin uh, was on the quickest in practice today. Colton Hurley was second. Will Power was third. Scott Dixon and Marcus Erickson. So a good day for the Chip Ganassi boys in practice today. They will qualify tomorrow afternoon and then race on Sunday. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. So that's all that's been going on across the state of Indiana. We'll hear more from Anthony Richardson today. We'll try to get some audio from uh, the picks, Julius Brents, and also Josh Downs from tonight. We'll see if we can get that before this night is over. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Brad Huber. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. You know, in the midst of all the draft talk, you know, you, you, you've got other avenues you, you can talk about and talk about these kinds of things. So I thought we'd talk some other things coming up tonight. So we talk some high school baseball and talk some college baseball. Uh, yeah, we're going to do a, do a lot of that. The man you want to, if we talk about Indiana high school baseball and Indiana, uh, well, Indiana baseball, the guy you talk about in our state is Steve Craw from IndianaRBI.com. Hello, Steve. Hey, Coach. How's it going tonight? You were at a game. You you, you texted me that you were going to be uh, at a game tonight, and then so you're on deadline, and you got all that under control so we can talk. So what game did you watch? I was at Northridge at Mishawaka, and, of course, baseball doesn't have a clock. Cl- well, <laughs> had a pitch clock in it. But they don't have an high school, uh, so you never know how long it's going to go. But it was a one to nothing right. game. It was a pitcher's duel, one to nothing. Uh, uh, the game started about forty-five minutes later than they they were expecting because 
they were cleaning up the water and everything. And they started in, <laughs> they started in a drizzle. So, but it right, was, right. Yeah, it, was a, it was a pitcher's duel. Mishawaka won. Mishawaka is uh, now twelve and one. Yeah, so it was a. So it wasn't a. It was a. Uh, um, I don't mind those one and nothing games once in a while. The, you know, right, right. Ten to nine is one thing, but uh, I, I can appreciate the pitchers still too. So who were these pitchers going at one another today? Well, uh, Tommy Herringer um, was the starter for uh, Mishawaka, and he just had his his velocity. He throws about eighty six, eighty seven, but he was pounding the zone. He had ten strikeouts. A lot of those were looking mm. uh, backwards K's. Um, mm-hmm. He got you can only throw one hundred and twenty pitches in a game, and he got close right. to that. They took him out. Another other kid came in. Um, Gallo, and he struck out the batter he faced, and that was a save, and that was the game. But they had to, uh, Northridge had the bases loaded uh, in the in the sixth inning, and he got out of that that jam. And hmm. then uh, Caden Plank uh, threw for Northridge, and he's he's committed to Indiana Tech, and he mm-hmm. you know he had a really good game. He just he gave up back to back singles in the third inning, and that scored the game's only run. Weather hasn't been our, our good friend here in the last few days, has it not? It's kind of uh, impeded a uh, few schedules around the state. Absolutely. The the, the thing about uh, Mishawaka is they do have tarps. If mm-hmm. they didn't have a tarp, it's iffy if they would have played the game. They had a softball game being played at the same complex right behind us. Right. And I know that game when it got in because I know that, that particular field doesn't hold water very well. But they did play in uh, that game, too. But, yeah, weather is not um, – I've been thinking about branding a T-shirt called Chiseled in Soap. Not Chiseled in Stone. <laughs> chiseled in Soap. you got to be flexible. And that, that would, uh, <laughs> that would, that would uh, be true for the weather. Because they're all the time – Way back. And and, college, yeah. college baseball is all right. the time – well, we're going to play two today and one tomorrow. No, we're going to play right. two on Sunday, right. and they they have to be they just have to roll with it. Uh, back at the start of my career, Steve, this is back in the, the, the late seventies. Uh, I was the basketball and baseball coach at Franklin College, and so uh, you know I I know the life of a college baseball coach. <laughs> I did it. I did it for four years. I love baseball. I played both sports in college, and was thrilled to be able to coach both of them at my alma mater. But uh, I, I, I was, I hated uh, spring because I, I couldn't understand why my colleagues would continue to play a game literally in the snow. Uh, as you can well understand. Uh, I, I, my, my teams played more than once in games that had uh, sleet and snow uh, throughout the game, and that's just a if lot. You, if you're going to play you, baseball in Indiana, that's you got to deal with it. Yeah, it's like you won't you won't get in nearly as many games if you don't deal with that. Unfortunately, I mean, ideally, you know, the games would be played in May and June and July, or right. even in the fall. Right. But that's not what we what we're dealing with. No, not at all. All right, so the last time we talked, uh, we talked about Center Grove being on top of 4A. So talk to me about uh, 
you know, it, where they're still there playing well. Have there been any any teams that have come on and made significant? You know what, Steve? Hold that thought. Hold that thought. We'll come out of the scoreboard update and we'll talk about that. All right, when we come back, you okay, okay. with that? Yeah. Perfect. Steve Craw, IndianaRBI.com. He knows more about baseball in our state than anybody else. Go to his website. Make yourself a little bit smarter. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk, and it's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org is their website. Steve Craw with me, returning from IndianaRBI.com, the baseball guru uh, for our show and for countless numbers of people around our state. Steve, before the scoreboard update, I was asking teams who uh, have, have made some surges, who've really uh, kind of burst upon the scene in the polls. Are, are there some teams like that out there? Well, I'll tell you one that uh, really jumps out at me that gets some love to the, the Eels of Clay City. Okay. Uh, Clay, yeah, Clay City uh, jumped up to number one in the poll this week. They lost to um, Bloomfield last night and making them 11-2. and two. Bloomfield got votes this week. Um, Lugodi is number three. That's one of Clay City's victories. So, mm-hmm. so Larry Shaw is the is the head coach there at Clay City, and they're they're uh, doing good things, Clay County. That starts to be, it seems to be, that part of the state, that, that could be a real competitive situation down there. You're talking about some pretty good teams in, in that particular area. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, their rivalry, I guess you could say, Northview and Brazil, uh, and we're harking back to the beginning of my uh, career because I worked at the Brazil Times in 1986 to 89. So I covered these teams, but Brazil's a mm-hmm. big school, and they beat. Uh, that's one of, another one of Clay City's uh, wins, and of course, 17 uh, Northview state titles, three state titles. Right. So they're good year. They're good year in and year out. So. Yeah, you're right. They they play some good baseball. Um, uh, this well, it's the week after next. They're going to play. Uh, Clay City's going to play South Vigo. So then they play West Vigo. So they're not mm-hmm. uh, shying away from bigger schools. They play about everybody in their area. Absolutely. All right. So four uh, A. Uh, tell me about the 4A polls and how that looks and how people are playing in that particular class. Well, Center Grove, I, you know, I saw them a few weeks ago, and they seem to be, you know, cruising a lot along. They came into the week with mm-hmm. 13 wins already. It, it's hard to believe, but and we're all almost amazed, so shouldn't be too, too uh, surprising. In the in the pairings are on Sunday, uh, but uh, right. Center Grove is thir- was thirteen and two coming in the week. I've seen Carroll play; they hadn't been beaten. They're thir- were thirteen and zero. Um, Noblesville eleven and three. So uh, a lot right. of this, a lot of the uh, usual suspects. I tell you, a game I saw a little bit of on streaming was Mooresville and and Franklin Community. And I said, well... My boy, Wes Clark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Max Clark. Well, I said, well, I came across this, and I said, I got to watch it until Max Clark bats. 
Well, I saw Hogan Denny hit a single, and Hogan Denny, or he had a, yeah, he had a double, and Hogan Denny's sitting like 700 and he's got eight home runs already. Hogan Denny is legit, Mooresville. Well, and then I, well, Max Clark strides up there, and they pointed towards first base, and <laughs> he walked. He didn't even throw a pitch. They, they intentionally walked him. I don't, well, yeah. I, let, next day I read that he had already hit two home runs. So. <laughs> and I missed. Right. I didn't see right. him. I didn't see him live, but that didn't surprise me. So, yeah, those well, guys he, are. You know, those Max, guys are just crushing the ball. They're good. They're just, they got uh, video game numbers for their their stats. Well, especially Max. I mean, and, and people have known uh, that he is a uh, phenomenal talent for quite some time, and, and he just continues to play, continues to be that way. Uh, 3A, who's leading the 3A polls right now? Uh, top of 3A is Andrean. I saw mm-hmm. Andrean and, uh, and Ileana Christian uh, play a couple of Saturdays ago. Ileana Christian is uh, their fifth in, the, in 2A. There, those two right. teams won state titles. Both of them did last year. Western is right there. Jasper, Jasper had been uh, number one in some rankings. Uh, Garen Catholic, New, New Prairie is still hanging in there. West Vigo, that's the top six in the three A coaches poll. It's pretty good teams right there. Steve Crawl with us from Indiana RBI. Dot com. You want to make sure you go there, find out all you need to know uh, about baseball in our state. Um, Steve, talk to me about uh, 2A. Uh, obviously, we're getting – I can't believe the pairing show is coming up this weekend. I think that's fantastic. It just yeah, shows you that time, in fact, does continue to fly. For, yeah, pairing show for softball. I don't remember which one is first, but they're both Sunday Sunday evening. Now, Forest Park Unbelievable. Is number- yeah, Forest Park is number one in 2A. Providence is two, followed by Mitchell, Park Tudor. Right. Park Tudor came in the week unbeaten. Uh, Ileana Christian, I said, was, was fifth. Hagerstown, um, that's, the, that's the top of the, of the 2A rankings. You know, I was, can it. I say something right. about so, college baseball? Can I yeah. say something about college baseball? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you were talking about, uh, or we talking about how it's winding down in high school, or they're at least at the halfway point or more. The NAIA um, season, a uh, regular season, ends this weekend, and they will be, wow. um, you know, conference tournaments are next weekend, or next week, I mean. So uh, some of the teams will be playing their last <laughs> games if they haven't already. Um, this weekend. So the Crossroads League, the Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference, the River States Conference, and the Chicagoland Collegiate Conference all have uh, Indiana teams. And they don't all, and they don't Steve, all take the yeah. whole the whole uh, conference. So you have to finish high right. enough to right. qualify. All right, Steve, if you can, we're going to try to track you down tomorrow night and, ke- and, and, and revisit this and talk more about a high school baseball. Is that all right? Sure. Appreciate it. Perfect. Steve Craw from uh, IndianaRBI.com. Thank you, Steve. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. Thanks so much. 
Howard Kelman, the voice of the Indianapolis Indians, join me. Indians beat Columbus 7-4 tonight. Howard, thanks so much for the call. Good night for the good guys. Uh, Bob, they gave you the score incorrectly. Columbus beat the Indians 7-4. And that was Bob reading it incorrectly. That was my my bad vision. Not a good night for the good guys. Uh, 7-4 loss. I'll tell you what, I I like uh, what you said. It felt good for a minute there when you said the Indians won the game. It felt good. Yeah, I'm all about trying to spread love and joy, but still. Yes, and you do a great job uh, of that, too. Well, thank you. Tell me what happens well, in this game tonight, Howard. Well, Columbus had a pair of three-run innings, the third and fourth innings, and that was the difference in the game. Here's what was really good, is that there are brothers, Richie Palacios playing for Columbus, Josh Palacios playing for Indianapolis, the first time in their careers they've ever played against each other, and both men hit home runs, both men had three hits, and it was really cool to see the brothers playing against each other and both excelling. They're both from Brooklyn, New York, by the way. Wow. That is good. That's good stuff. So, three, you know, two, three-run innings, kind of hard to overcome, to be honest. Right. The Indians were down 7-2 to two when Josh Palacios hit a two-run homer in the seventh to make it 7-4, to four, but then they went down quietly in the eighth and ninth innings. So, uh, Columbus has now won three in a row after the Indians won the opening game of the series. And this Indians team, Bob, has really been hard hit by injuries, and that's been a big part of the problem. Yeah, that's uh, and it, uh, un- they're unavoidable, unfortunately. But tonight, you know, you get 11 hits and still get beat 7-4. to four, But on the other side, you, you, your staff gives up 13 and three errors. So, you know, you get – give up 13 hits and commit three errors, Howard, you're probably not going to win a game. Well, you're right, Bob, and two of those errors came on one play, and one was a two-base throwing error on an Aaron pickoff attempt. Columbus had a man on first. Osvaldo Beto tried to pick him off, threw it wildly. That allowed the man to go to third. The right fielder picked it up, Chavez Young. He threw to third. That throw was wild, so the man scored on the play. So, that was rough, mm, but you mm. raised a good point about the three errors because for the most part, when the Indians have played well in the field this season, they've had success, but more often than not, they have not played well in the field. Yeah, they've been inconsistent uh, defensively from, from the opening day, unfortunately. All right, what's happening tomorrow at the ballpark? Tomorrow night will be Indy 500 night at Victory Field. Indians undecided about their starting pitcher will play Sunday afternoon also at 1.30. Then the Indians will hit the road for two full weeks. Wow. Well, it's that time of year. Let's play some baseball. Howard Gelman, the Hall of Fame legendary voice of the Indianapolis Indians. Indians lose to Columbus 7-4. Play them again tomorrow at Victory Field. Howard Gelman, thank you so much for the call. Have a great night. Bob, as always, thank you very much. Thanks very much. Coming up, scoreboard update with Brad Huber in just a few seconds. Uh, We'll come back. I'm sure he's going to update you on what's happening with the NFL draft. Uh, Colts uh, have uh, made their picks. Uh, The draft concludes tomorrow, so we'll get a full update on that coming up. Also, next in line on the show, 
talking NASCAR with Adam Alexander. Uh, more baseball coming up in the next hour. A lot going on. We're glad you're with us. We're wrapping up season number 29 at the end of May on the legendary Indiana Sports Talk. Much more to come. Stay with us. Brad Huber coming up with a scoreboard update. Well, barring a trade to get a pick late in the third round, the Indianapolis Colts night is over as far as the NFL draft is concerned. They started the day with the 35th pick overall, number four in the second round. They traded down once with Las Vegas and then once with Arizona. They ended up with the 44 pick and picked up a couple of picks for tomorrow, one in the fourth round, one in the fifth round. But the Colts drafted cornerback Julius Brents out of Kansas State. But also the cool thing about that, he is a local kid from Warren Central High School. He will be now a part of the Indianapolis Colts and the defensive side of the football. The Colts then ended the night picking Josh Downs, wide receiver from North Carolina, with a 79th overall pick. The Colts will have eight picks as of now tomorrow in rounds four through seven. Hockey we go as the ECHL Kelly Cup playoffs first round continues. Coming into the night, the Cincinnati Cyclones lead the Fort Wayne Comets two games to one. And with 7-16 to go in the third period, the Cyclones lead the Comets three to one. So they are looking to take a three game to one lead heading into game five back in Cincinnati. Minor League Baseball, the Columbus Clippers beat the Indianapolis Indians 7-4. They'll play again tomorrow night, Indianapolis 500 night at Victory Field. Indians looking to snap a three-game losing skid. Peoria beat the South Bend Cubs 5-2. They'll play again tomorrow. Great Lakes Saloons and the Fort Wayne Tin Caps were rained out. They will play a doubleheader tomorrow. Scott McLaughlin was quickest in IndyCar practice at Barber Motorsports Park. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Brad Huber. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to SaveLives.org, their website. Brad Huber, let's talk about uh, the draft. As you mentioned, the Colts are finished for the day. Uh, Will uh, Anthony Richardson, obviously, yesterday. Uh, Julius Brintz, as you mentioned, from Warren Central High School and Kansas State. And then Josh Downs, a wide receiver from North Carolina. Filling some needs. I'm not a draft expert like everyone thinks they are, but it, it appears they have filled some needs uh, to this point. They have. You know, I think obviously coming into the draft, the number one knee was quarterback, and they got that yesterday with Anthony Richardson without a lot of drama. They were wondering maybe if they would need to trade up to three to get their guy. And right, I do think right. Anthony Richardson was their guy all along over Will Levis. Never thought they had really had a shot at C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State as – he was probably right. always going to go to number two to Houston. So that was taken care of yesterday. And then today, the other big glaring um, opening in the Colts defense is that cornerback. And they got that filled today mm-hmm. by Julius Brents, cornerback out of Kansas State. But the really cool part is he's a hometown kid from Warren Central High School. Right. So not only did the Colts fill that huge need, but got a hometown kid in the process and then Another uh, wide receiver, probably a slot wide receiver, Josh Downs, uh, wide receiver out of North Carolina. So, uh, so far, so good, I would think, if you're a Colts fan behind Chris Ballard, Jim Irsay, and uh, new coach Shane uh, Stryken. Cool thing is, uh, obviously, if you are uh, Julius Brents, you're a Warren Central grad, as everyone knows. Play for Jason West, Jason West. Friend of the show, friend of mine, happy for him. 
happy for everybody on the east side. Um, they can they continue to do great things, and that's as you pointed out, it's hard not to like a story like that, and that's fun. So tomorrow, remind you went through it on the scoreboard update. Remind me how many picks they have tomorrow. The Colts will have eight total picks tomorrow, including two early in the fourth round, 106 and 110, as that will be, as they will go through 102 today. So that will be 7 and 14, if I can do my math correctly, uh, tomorrow. (laughs) So 106, uh, no, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. number number 4 and then number 10, number 4 and number 10. Uh, you know, we're in this business because we can't do math, right? So uh, <laughs> that's one of the reasons. <laughs> I would say in my case, it's one. It's why I majored in English. I didn't want to have to deal with. It. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, but yeah, they will be busy tomorrow, and that's boring. You know, any more trades that they may make. You know, maybe not out of question. They maybe even trade up late into the third round later tonight. We'll keep an eye on that. But you just never know what Chris Ballard decides to do. And uh, right. You always have to keep track of him. But, uh, yeah, as of now, they will have a very busy day and try to add some more depth uh, with their eight picks tomorrow afternoon. All right, obviously I've been in the air for a, f- a few minutes, so I'm, I'm, I am I'm can't follow all of it like you can. So what are all the experts? Who who are the experts saying uh, in terms of teams have done well to this point? And w- what's the reaction uh, from others or their so-called experts on what the Colts have done to this point? I think you know, I haven't really heard a lot of the uh, experts here as I've been listening, you know, paying attention mainly to the show, but – uh, you know, I think the Colts, especially with the first two picks, uh, filled two very glaring needs. And, uh, you know, Anthony Richardson last night, I, I can say that he was more the risky option over a Will Levis. He's got more higher upside than Will Levis does, but mm-hmm, he does mm-hmm. need some more work. So, you know, it's that risk-reward. It's that, uh, you know, <laughs> that pick, that lottery pick, if you will. So. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, so it should be interesting. And then the cornerback with Julius Brents filled that hole. And then uh, Josh Jans, wide receiver, uh, you know, probably just to add depth in the wide receiver room. I think they really need to get it tied in and then to help sure up that offensive line would be the next two places, uh, you know, the Colts should look tomorrow in the draft. It's going to be very interesting. We'll wrap it up tomorrow night. Uh, Matt Taylor will be with us tomorrow night. Greg Rakestraw will be with us tomorrow night to uh, give you a recap on the weekend of the NFL draft. Now, as I mentioned earlier, this is your kind of weekend. NASCAR is at the Monster in Dover. uh, And IndyCar at Barber down in Alabama. Uh, Tell me about NASCAR. Adam Alexander, we're going to track him down here in a few minutes. But Dover, they call it the Monster for a reason, do they not? They do. The Concrete Canyon, if you will. A one, just picture a Bristol Moyer Speedway, but double the size. It's a concrete <laughs> oval, uh, a high banked with concrete, as I mentioned. The Xfinity Series got washed out for their practice and qualifying today, as there's really a 100% chance of rain today. Tomorrow, right. Uh, right. weather is looking a little bit better, about 40% chance of rain. The Cup Series will practice and qualify tomorrow morning. Then you'll have the Xfinity Series race in the afternoon and then on sunday the worth 400 for the nascar cup series it has got moved up an hour because of weather there's a 90 percent chance of rain on sunday in dover 
So they moved that start time to 1.11 p.m. Uh, there. But, uh, you know, the weather, unfortunately, not looking real good Sunday uh, there in Dover, Delaware, at their one and only visit to the Monster Mile. Used to be two races there. They moved one of those right, to the right. Nashville Super Speedway, uh, which will take place later in June. So should be a good race. Don't really have a lot of information right now in terms of times or speeds or anything like that, but we'll set the field tomorrow morning. You heard my conversation with Mark James from uh, Birmingham. Uh, that race coming up, the IndyCar race coming up on Sunday. And then, brother, uh, they're going to be coming to Indianapolis. It's going to be here before we know it. It will, yeah. This is the final race before they head to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the month of May. Of course, we'll have the IndyCar Grand Prix coming up two weeks right. from tomorrow on the road course at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway before you can turn your sights on the Indianapolis 500. But, you know, it was interesting. Earlier this week, I saw the Ganassi haulers leaving 465 as I was headed up to go to work on 71st Street. And I'm just thinking to myself, this is the last time they are going on the road until June. They'll get to have a nice month at home here in Indianapolis Mm -hmm. with the road course race and then practice uh, the following Tuesday, the 16th of May, leading up to qualifications, and then the Indianapolis 500 on the 28th. They had that test last Thursday for the 500, and, uh, you know, I, I would think it's hard to focus for the drivers on this race and then on the road course race before right. you really get going with practice for the 500. You know, you almost feel bad for Barber and the Indy road course race because everybody's started to think about the 500 already. You know, Monday is the first day of May. So we are getting very, very close. In fact, 30 days from today, one month from today, is race day for the Indianapolis 500. Well, it's hard to believe, but, um, yeah, so um, it is hard to believe. And we say this every year because it does seem that way. It does feel that way. But you just feel, and in that conversation I had with Mark earlier, it just feels like uh, with with three different winners to this point, how competitive it's been. Uh, We're up for another exciting month of May like they normally are. you know, we have uh, the possibility of some bumping and how that's going to un- unfold and a lot of things to look forward to, not the least of which because it is May or will be May. Yeah, we've had not only three different uh, winners, we've had three different teams win races with Ganassi with Marcus right. Erickson at St. Pete, Penske with Joseph Newgarden at Texas, and then Andretti Autosport uh, with the 27 Kyle Kirkwood a couple of weeks ago. So the levity in IndyCar is absolutely, or the parity, I should say, for IndyCar, it's going to be one fun month of May. Uh, you know, we saw the testing speeds last week, and you had right. Scott, you had uh, Joseph Newgarden, Penske, and then you had Ed Carpenter Racing with Connor Daly, and then Scott Dixon from Ganassi, the top three in those speeds from Indy 500 testing. So... The week of practice, the qualification weekend, they just announced the uh, qualifications uh, format today, as I should mention as well. Saturday, they will set the fields for positions 13 through 30. And then on Sunday, you will have the top 12 run. And then you have a one-hour last row shootout. And then you will have the fast six run for the pole and the first two rows for the Indianapolis 500. He's Brad Huber, and he's coming up with a school board update. We're so glad you're with us. Much more to come on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. 
We'll have more on the NFL draft at the top of the hour scoreboard update. Let's talk ECHL hockey. The Fort Wayne Comets have scored two third-period goals to pull within one goal of the Cincinnati Cyclones. It's 3-2 to two. Cyclones with a minute 13 to go in game four of the first round of ECHL Kelly Cup playoffs as the Cincinnati Cyclones coming into the game led the series two games to one. College baseball tonight, Missouri State in 10 innings and a walk-off home run beat Valpo today 4-3. to three. Florida State beat Notre Dame 3-2. Northern Kentucky over Purdue Fort Wayne 13-8. Purdue defeated Rutgers 6-1. Creighton defeating Butler 16-3. Evansville squeaked by Indiana State 2-1. Maryland beat Indiana 13-2. And Southern Illinois Edwardsville beat Southern Indiana 10-3. Division II, UND beat Rockhurst 19-5. That ended in seven innings. In AIA, it was Judson over College County May of St. Joseph's 10-6. Huntington swept Marion in a doubleheader 6-5 and 5-2. IU Kokomo squeaked by Rio Grande 5-4. IU South Bend beat Roosevelt University 7-4. IU Southeast defeated Brescia, Kentucky 15-3. And in a doubleheader, Indiana Westlane and Spring Arbor, Michigan, they split a doubleheader. Indiana Westlane winning game one 10-8. Spring Arbor winning game number two 4 Two, three. Minor League Baseball today, a couple of games. The Columbus uh, Clippers beat the Indianapolis Indians 7-4. to four. Indians have dropped three straight. Peoria Chiefs beat the South Bend Cubs 5-2. to two. The Great Lakes Loons and the Fort Wayne Tin Cups rained out. They'll have a doubleheader beginning at noon tomorrow. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Brad Huber. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org, their website. Sign up today. Help lives in the future. Anyone can sign up. There are no age limits, no health restrictions to sign up to be an organ donor. Every 10 minutes, someone is added to the donor transplant waiting list, and there are more than 1,000 Hoosiers waiting for a life-saving organ transplant. By signing up to be an organ and tissue donor, you can help save eight lives and heal 75 others. So again, go to their very important website is driven the number two save lives.org. We're glad you're with us for Indiana Sports Talk. It's that time of year as we transition from football, basketball into spring sports and uh, also transition into technically what we call the end of the season, I suppose. I'm not sure what the protocol is, but. We're calling it the winding down portion of season number 29. Uh, And, yeah, that's how long we've been on the air. We started in August of 1994 uh, and have been on since then. Uh, We will – I will take a couple of months off in May and June, as I normally do, and then – Come back in August and start season number 30. Um, it's a historic number, I think. It's a daunting number, to be honest. I don't think anyone uh, starts uh, a radio show literally from scratch and anticipates being on for 30 years. To my knowledge, no one had done it before. So um, it's unprecedented in many respects. Can't do it without all of you, that's for sure. Certainly can't do it without great radio stations around the state like the ones you're listening to. Uh, and can't do it without the great work of people like Sam Fritz and Brad Huber who are with us tonight. Um, I get a lot of uh, recognition because I'm the front man. I'm smart enough to know it, but 
nobody does it by themselves, as I like to say. And so uh, we're glad you're with us. Uh, enjoy uh, these next few weeks. We spend a lot of time talking about racing. Uh, we're located, obviously, in Indianapolis. Um, and so when we first started the show, Network Indiana was owned by the Holman Company. Uh, Wabash Valley Broadcasting uh, owned Network Indiana, which was part of the Holman Company. And so made sense that we've spent a lot of time talking about the Indianapolis 500, and we've just continued to do it that way because it makes a whole lot of sense for us. Hey, Brad Huber, are you with me? Can you can you hear me? I am with you, Coach. What uh, If it's raining tomorrow, what games am I watching in the NBA playoffs? What's up with the playoffs? Well, we are in the transition period, too, with the NBA playoffs between the end of round one and the beginning of round right, number two. Right, but I right. can uh, say today, tonight, the Kings beat the Warriors 118-99, so the Kings and the Warriors will play game seven. But tomorrow, oh. there will be one game, and it will be a Ooh. Western Conference semifinal, so a second-round game between right. the Phoenix Suns and the Denver Nuggets. That will be tomorrow night at 8.30 on TNT, right. so the only NBA game. Uh, tomorrow night at 8.30. Kings won't go away. <laughs> no, they won't. <laughs> they, they, they will not go away. Everyone thought, well, <laughs> you know, the Warriors are, you know, they're back and all this. No, listen, you, you got to defend. You got to defend better than they're defending. Uh, so that, that gets pretty interesting. Okay. A great game to catch. So we're, we're at that time. Uh, and so... On my schedule tomorrow, Brad, I'm watching racing. I'm, I'm, I'm watching racing. And what else am I watching? Well, we'll have the final day of the NFL draft. That begins at noon. And <laughs> yeah. that'll probably take you all the way till 7, 7.30 tomorrow night. Uh, the Colts will have eight picks among the four rounds tomorrow. Eight picks. All right, we'll come back, talk some more on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk, and it's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Brad Huber with me. Sam Fritz with me. All right, Brad. Uh, number one, well, you know, not number one pick, but the uh, first pick for the Colts uh, yesterday. Um, quarterback Anthony Richardson from Florida. Um, you had a chance to meet with the media. You, you, you uh, We have some of that sound and on um, his uh, conversation with the media do we not we do have some audio and uh we can play something here and what he talked about uh perhaps let me find a good clip here uh perhaps him talking about his handling of the pressure of his new role That's now great. coming into the nfl that'll be great go ahead let's run that sound I feel like I've been dealing with pressure my whole life. Uh, pressure isn't anything new for me. And then playing at the University of Florida, I feel like it was a lot of pressure in that as well. So uh, pressure doesn't do anything but create, you know, legend. So I'm make sure I'm prepared to the best of my ability so I can make things work for this franchise. Great answer. The kind of answer you'd like. Uh, it's a great point. I mean, listen, when you're a quarterback, uh, there is pressure. Uh, quarterback in the SEC, there's clearly pressure, um, and um, has the physical attributes, um, and it is a uh, it's a daunting task. 
I think everybody understands if you pay attention to football, uh, it's hard to come into the league and and make an impact, a big impact that first year round. It, it's it's very hard, uh, and it's. I think what's going to be interesting for for all of us who are fans of the Colts is to see how this this transition works. So you have Gardner Minshew, everyone understands. Uh, Anthony Richardson coming in. Some of the some of the uh, skepticism, if you will, is um, uh, lower uh, passing percentage than you might necessarily like. He has the physical skills to be. He's a phenomenal athlete phenomenally gifted athlete uh and so um it's kind of why they play the games and you'll you'll find out and how he fits into scheme and how he fits into everything about it and there'll be a, a tremendous amount of pressure on him without question um but that's the nature of this game the nature of how it is at the nfl level and so um very impressive uh, I think everyone understandably excited, and if they're not, I think they should be about the choice. Colts will have eight more picks coming up tomorrow. Julius Brents was their second-round pick. He's a cornerback from Kansas State. Went to Warren Central High School uh, and uh, had a phenomenal career there. So there's a little human interest of a local boy. It's always a great thing. And so there's a, there's a lot going on. And what's f- fascinating to me is all the hype for this leading up to it. And it's finally here. Scoreboard update coming up at the top of the hour. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.